It's episode 142 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Rhiannon Jenkins. I'm surprised, but great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I, I normally give people, my guests, a little bit more warning than um, than, than I have tonight. So for that, I apologise for that. It's an improvised improv podcast, yes. so I think this is the truest form of improv podcast. <laughs> and this, maybe? this may be the truest episode. Who well, knows? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're in. About a million groups, <laughs> about a million improv groups. I am in too many groups. Some of you need to fire me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm probably on thin ice with a lot of them, I would say. So. <laughs> um, tell me about Akaprov. Akaprov uh, is, well, you probably know this already because you met Lisa, um, but Akaprov is an improvised acapella musical so uh i like to think we're like showstoppers without the musicians (laughs) i think that's quite a bold statement and they would probably have words with me about that but (laughs) um so yeah we get an audience suggestion of a place where where two people might meet and then ask for a title based on that place obviously bonus points to the audience audience if they can give us a punny title Uh, and then we make up a musical set in that place Um, we try to be very uh, truthful and kind of like it's still fun and there's still fun in it and it's still funny I hope Uh, but you know we try to come at it from a place of like real truthful relationships and people that genuinely love each other and care about each other because all the best, well, all the best everything is people that love and care about each other. But all musical theatre is people getting in, you know, falling in love or like, you know, be more chill where it's two best friends uh, navigating high school. And, you know, it, it's nice when people like each other, basically. <laughs> yes, no, I entirely agree. Um, but you mentioned you don't have any instruments. That must be hard. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... We're navigating it. Like, it's been just over a year now. We started uh, last year um, as a Nursery Originals production. Uh, and it's weird, yeah, watching back the shows from then. Because at the time, I mean, particularly for me, because that was the first improv show I'd ever done. Wow. It was like, oh, fuck, we're doing something amazing. <laughs> um, at which we were. But also, compared to the shows we're doing now, uh where we've, well, A, we've learned each other a lot better, but B, like, there's lots of people with different skill sets within the group. There's people who are, like, amazing classically trained singers, like, you know, Lisa, or, like, some of the new guys, like Rachel and Beth, who are amazing singers, or, like, like sick rappers, like Hugh and Lee, and then people, like, people have taught us body percussion, and then, like, the improv geniuses, like Ryan, and, um, I just listed a bunch of people, which I know I'm not supposed to do. I love all of you, you're all great. Um, You're allowed to, but, uh, taking, um, taking the listener behind the curtain, I do sometimes advise, try not to list people in groups in case people get Um, forgotten, but that was masterful, uh, masterclass on how to do it. There were some people missed off, but it was basically just that, yeah, you know, there's, different people in the group that have different skills but then over the past year we've now 
we've we've rubbed off on each other in an in a not creepy way uh, <laughs> and we've picked up each other well we've picked up some like i can beatbox a tiny bit now all right which okay. i could not do before yeah, yeah, yeah. uh i mean i'm you know i'm not gonna enter the world beatboxing championships anytime soon but i can possibly beatbox under a whole song wow. for like three minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is hard <laughs> yes i'm sure it is um so, the, oh, the original question was how it's hard to do it without mu- music, uh, musicians. It is hard to do without musicians, but we're managing, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> Good. So you've just described lots of other members of the uh, troupe and yeah. what they're good at. Yeah. What are you good at? Ah! <laughs> the worst question. <laughs> um, I, oh, I don't know. Well... Okay, I'm just going to repeat praise from other people. So, uh, I think, like, we were doing, like, um, a sort of hip-hoppy, like, rappy workshop with Lee last week. Uh, And he, I think he was basically saying I'm quite a good, like, hype man. Like, I can do the whole, like, oh, like, you know, when, like, (laughs) it's a really good rap verse and you're like, oh, shit, and everybody jumps. Like, have you seen that clip? on YouTube of the kid who's like two and a half men. I watched that. That's like, I'm about to end this man's whole career. No, no, no. I've not seen that. No, that's amazing. <laughs> Viewers, listeners should look that up. Yeah, you have to but send like, me the link and I'll put it in the show notes. I will. I, I don't do, but, <laughs> but there's the like anyway. a whole, yeah, I'm quite good at, at being like, oh my God, yeah, this is the, I'm basically just a, an excited puppy about everything, nice. which I think is good yeah, for yeah, improv because yeah, I think I'm quite good at being like, let's do this guys um so i i think i'm paraphrasing heather but i think she said to me at a nursery party once akaprov are like super enthusiastic which in my head i was like yeah what we lack in ability we make up in enthusiasm and i feel like for me especially that's quite true Uh, but yeah (laughs) but yeah i'm good at being uh happy about things and also I really I really love doing all the emotional truth stuff like I am constantly the person who's like hey I'm gonna do some real life stuff now here I'm just gonna talk about my own life and change the names how about that (laughs) but obviously loads of the other guys on stage are just looking at me like we already know about yeah we know okay (laughs) Uh, I know where you're going with this cool okay cool um but yeah I, I know some people find it really hard to like talk about things that actually are bothering them or things that they worry about. But I'm like, hey, everybody, listen to my problems. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm good at being emotionally vulnerable, Marvelous. I guess. <laughs> I, love, I love doing that too. And yeah. Yeah, I love um, in Dr. Tuprov, for example, taking real life issues that I've got yeah. and just... Yeah, I don't even fictionalise them, but they're set in the universe of Doctor Who, mm. so a little bit fictionalised. Tiny bit. A tiny bit. Um, but just being able to present the problem to the audience, um, have the audience just kind of accept it, or mm. just just to hear you. And, you know, you don't get solutions, but just being able to express it, it, it kind of... Improv is not therapy, but improv but also. can be therapeutic. <laughs> yes. Therapy oh, is therapy. Oh, that's a great way of putting yeah. it. Yes. In- therapy is therapy. Yes. You yes. want to get therapy, get therapy. Good shout. But, um, you know, improv can be therapy. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, agreed. Definitely. So when you're uh, in Akaprov, is there a particular type of instrument you like to make the noise of? <laughs> well, 
some people have said that I have a loud voice. I, I don't know how to, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I have quite, I've got strong lungs. You can project um, because you're I, an actor. Yes, exactly. I've got a strong diaphragm under a hefty layer of puppy fat. Uh, and yeah, I, so I, I think I have kind of a nasally quality, which I think maybe lends itself to like a trumpety sound, yeah, I, see. I guess. But then also, yeah, doing a bit of beatboxing, which I suppose is percussive. Uh, so also drums. Uh. <laughs> That's a good combination. Yeah. <laughs> so once you've got the suggestion from the audience, mm. how do, is there a format that you follow when you're doing the Akaprov show? Or? Oh, I don't know how much I'm allowed to... Oh, fuck it, I'll just tell you. <laughs> hey, Stuart. <laughs> here are me. all our there's, secrets. There's no, there's no, it's just me here listening. There's nobody else listening. Um, so not, not really. I mean, we've had shows that kind of go... Go all over the shop, really. Obviously, it's like it's a narrative, right? So it's not, I don't know, a non-narrative musical. Although that would be really fun, yes. like a sort of Sondheim-esque yes. kind of montage like sort of company. second half of Follies or something yeah, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. like his random scenes that yeah. are sort of emotional. Um, we haven't done that yet, but I, it's on let's the table. do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it tends to be a narrative... Uh, we try to start from a positive place. I think like most improv, it's, you know, you, what is it? You build the platform to tip it. Yeah. Improv terminology. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we, we start from a positive place. We try to have like a big, like, pow opening number of like, yeah, doing a thing <laughs> in the place that you said. Here's the place. Um, and I think with our first, or, or with some of our, way back in the past, way back in the past, a year ago, shows, we did sometimes get sort of uh, away from the original place that was suggested, because it would be like, I don't know, the story would, would be like somebody wants to go on holiday to America. That's a bad example, but for example, <laughs> yeah, yeah. somebody wants to go on holiday to America. And then it's like the first scene is in the coffee shop where they gave us the setting, and then the rest of the show is somewhere else. So now we're trying to be a bit more mindful of being like, that's the suggestion and we should try and honour the suggestion. Yes. Not that I think it's not honouring the suggestion if you go away from it, but it's nice if someone, because if someone's asked to see a musical set somewhere, they want to see a musical set there, right? So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's just, it tends to be kind of a hero's journey-esque thing as, again, most Real musicals, not real, scripted. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, as most scripted musicals are, so yeah. One of my favourite things to do, and I have not always managed it, but when I'm improvising a musical, is to remember the title that you were given. Yeah. Well, first of all, to that, <laughs> just doing that, is a, <laughs> just doing that is a big enough achievement. And then if you can put it in the chorus of the last yes. song. Uh. Yes. Uh, for the listeners at home, I did a French like, <laughs> mouth kiss into the air thing. You know what I'm talking about with the hands. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, that's great. If yeah. you, and you can always see like people in the audience fucking love it. Like they're like, oh, I'd like sometimes yes. they've forgotten yes. themselves that they gave, and they're like, oh my god, I can't believe that 40 minutes after I said this small sentence, someone still remembers it. I feel so validated. Um, so yes, that's really great if you can do it. But also 
hard. <laughs> yes, yes, hard. Well, remembering any sort of stuff when you're doing an improv yeah. show. Whereas, well, when you're doing an improv show at all, but if you're doing a musical improv show, there's so much more going on. Your brain is on like 12 different planes at the same time and you're just sort of scrabbling to keep yes. things together. Uh, I don't know if that's true for more experienced improvisers, but for me, my brain is just like... Uh, the whole way through and it's only afterwards that I'm like oh that worked <laughs> yes well yes yes um, I can't remember which one of the showstoppers um, said how quite often you don't know what the show is about until the show is finished yeah so it's a really interesting yeah. idea yeah but I think a lot of the time if you it is about like if this is going to sound proper actor wanky. No, this this is the perfect place right. for that. I've, I've, uh, I've got to have my imaginary pipe, so okay. uh, do carry on. Uh, do carry on. Imagine it's five in the morning and well, we've had a long night out. Uh, yeah, yes. You know mm. what I think, Stuart? Yes, uh, tell me, Rihanna, tell what, me your thoughts. What I think mm. yes. is... Mm. Oh. <laughs> like some more brandy. <laughs> this is way classier than <laughs> I do. Who's bringing out brandy at five it's, in the morning? It's, it's imaginary. Um, what I think is that if you are very emotionally grounded and uh, vulnerable and truthful, then the truth of what you're saying will be valid, uh, even if you don't know what you're saying, you know? So, and quite often like really profound story arcs of like, but the truth treasure was friendship all along comes out without anyone having to like ham it up or try or like shoehorn a moral in at the end if you're all just like loving each other and following the fun and looking out for each other and like telling the truth to each other yes i think it just happens yes probably no i I could be talking shit no 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 no. (laughs) i no i 100 percent agree um and also the audience is much smarter and they also have to do a lot less when they're watching you, so they yeah. can see connections that... Uh, that. Yeah, there's subtext that you don't even know is yeah. happening. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, yeah, there was that thing where I was like peeling carrots, but actually it was a metaphor for... for... Domestic servitude. Exactly, yeah. there you yeah. go. <laughs> peeling carrots, the classic improv space work. <laughs> yes. Why do we do that? Because we've been taught to do it. Sure. Or we've seen other people do it. Yeah. I don't mind people doing it, but I want them, and this goes back to Patty Styles in um, at the Global, what's it called? Improvisation <laughs> Initiative <laughs> Symposium. That's right. Fancy, fancy. <laughs> Thank you for remembering that, because I always have to look that up. Um, who was talking about, um, you know, when we just do stuff because we've seen other people do it and it's Mm. not actually how people do things yeah and i think it's fine to do the cliches but do it from your own observations don't just do it as a copy of somebody else doing improv yeah 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 Yeah, definitely but it's it's nice to have it there in case you don't know what to do surprise surprise we both agree with patty styles so uh revolutionary (laughs) i mean ironically Having been to her workshops, I now want to disagree with her because that would have been her message. Yeah, but in this case, yeah. she was just so right. So that's, yeah. that's you know. <laughs> yeah. Shock horror. Um, okay, uh, you're also in the old bill. Tell me about the old bill. Well, I believe you would know something about the old bill. Pretend um, I don't for the listener's benefit. <laughs> so the old bill is a post-Brexit improvised police drama. And we haven't decided yet what happens when Brexit either does or does not happen. Because if it is, if it happens, then it's just 
an improvised police drama where we also smoke indoors. Uh, <laughs> um, but again, smoking indoors might be might might be a thing after Brexit. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, that is the worst um, thing that Brexit will do will be to ruin your improv group. And yeah, I yeah. I mean, it. that's my real concern about Brexit <laughs> is that my improv group's name will no longer be witty. Uh, so <laughs> it'll just be alive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still think it's rather suspect that you left the group when I joined. Stuart, is there some beef that, like, do you want to throw hands? What yes, is this? I do. I don't even know what that means, listener. It I'm means a, I've fight. Agreed, I've agreed to throw hands and I'm, I'm really out of my depth because I don't know what this means. Um, <laughs> yes, I think that's the only way to solve this. Well, I, I feel I've rectified that tonight by inviting you oh, to yeah, guest with me true. as Dr. Tupac. Oh, yeah, this is um, true. It's clearly not some underlying beef that we have. No, uh, <laughs> no I know. I think we should start that rumour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, my uh, God, Rhiannon and Stuart hate each other. They're, I, like, literally, day one, just locked eyes, arch yeah, enemies. No, like, <laughs> the stage ain't big enough for the both of us. <laughs> And it's me who's going to leave. Hey, my real-life actual improv cage match could start tonight. Yeah. You know how the yeah. FA do a cage match? Yes. Which is like improvisers going head-to-head with improv. Yes. I suggested we do an actual improv cage match. Right. Where improvisers fight. What, we get an actual cage? Yeah, or is cage. It's, it's actual and object. We're like, is it an object where it's cage? <laughs> that's mean... going to be easier to organise. It will. I don't even know where you get a big cage from. It starts tonight. Amazon, I imagine. <laughs> um, uh, so, yes, well, um, well, there are many reasons. Um, now I've raised this. So I was going through a phase of my life where um, I had a lot on. Yeah. And um, my job was coming to an end. Oh, yes, of course, I remember you saying. Yeah. Um, and I was worried that I would do lots of things not very well rather than a few things very well. I'm sure. a big fan of trying to do a few things really well rather than just spread myself too thinly. Oof. I mean, that, if that sounds like a veiled criticism... Oh, oh my God, now can, it is beef. You can take it like that if you want. You want to take that oh as a personal God, criticism. Oh, my God, Stuart, what? Own it, own it. I can't believe... Well, yeah, whatever. Hey, I... What is... The, the the phrase is actually jack of all trades, master of none. Is No, wait. It's better than master of one. So, uh, how about that, Stuart? Yeah, well, you've come back at how me about there. That? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take that. Yeah, you're right. As always. Well. Um, so for those that haven't seen the old bill. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, we could fight later. Uh, <laughs> also, the idea of like people sitting at home and just listening to like... <laughs> Although that makes it sound like something else. It's I'm coming re- in a very different direction. <laughs> I'm really sorry if my mum ends up listening to this. Um, the old Bill. Yes. The old Bill is, a, <laughs> is an improvised uh, post-Brexit, we've discussed that already, police drama. Um, so, we... We have slightly changed the format since you mm. were in the group. Uh, <laughs> largely because of uh, Chris Mead's oh, yeah. uh, meadening <laughs> of the situation. Uh, I've not heard that one before. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we now have just a cold open where like the cops, like two two cops come on. It kind of like Dr. Tuprov. Yeah, uh, but really? weirdly, I did not know that until I this evening. I wonder where Chris Mead um, got idea from. Yeah, Chris Mead's stealing your idea. Maybe you should fight Chris Mead. I don't I, know. No, <laughs> he would win. He would. He's, uh, 
but he's very nice. I, I don't well, know if he'd have it in him to... Well, we, we might have a nice one. <laughs> the more nice. Yeah. You, you look great in that shirt. Yeah, yeah. well, you know what? I like your new haircut. It's a praise, so. it's a praise battle. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now we have a cold opening where the two police officers come on and just chat about something or nothing. Uh, and then we get to asking for uh, the weapon and the mode of murder, as I like to call the it. The mode of murder. Uh, <laughs> which Ellie hates. <laughs> She's like, stop calling it mode of murder. Um, so I'm doing it more. Um, <laughs> and we've stopped asking for a headline. Right. Because we found that that was the bit where the... Because I think because it's a headline, people are like, oh, oh the, the newspapers are funny. I mean, are they? Not really. Um... So it has like I I feel like people were more worried about giving a headline because yeah. like giving just an object and a way of killing someone, you can think that stuff up off the top of your head. Uh, Said worrying. She... <laughs> we're in a room on our own, Stuart. We might end this podcast with me killing you. <laughs> so if you do, this will never go out. <laughs> oh, uh, actually, no. Yeah. I'm way too much of an attention seeker, <laughs> so I won't kill you yet. Um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no. So and then we we try and solve the murder right. uh, with varying degrees of success because <laughs> it seems that the post Brexit police often aren't always that competent. Really. Um, yeah, that seems to be the way it goes. I mean, sometimes uh, I don't know. Actually, saying that we have we have solved quite a few of them. Uh, although we've had people get away. Yeah. Uh, we've had some quite dastardly criminals. Yeah, it's good fun though. <laughs> and uh, have you uh, investigated crime uh, as background research for performing in a crime drama? Ah, uh, uh how, ooh, uh, don't say anything incriminating. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long con. I've done 142 episodes of this. <laughs> this very moment where I get you into my honey trap and then it's revealed. Yes, I've been people trafficking for five years. No. Uh, <laughs> I have never partaken in any criminal activity uh, and I would swear that before a judge. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I like a little bit of crime drama now and then. Uh uh, yeah, if that counts as research. Yes. I've never... Our house got burgled. Really? That was... Re- right before, like, literally before my first rehearsal with the old Bill, and I was oh. like, thanks, universe? The, cr- the oh. criminal world is sending a warning <laughs> yeah. that you have failed to heed. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to join an improv group about the police, whatever you want. <laughs> and then I, I kind of, you know, when you're like, I don't know, but for me, if something bad is happening, I just like ramble and go into pan. Like when I panic, I talk more, right. if you can believe it. And um, the police rocked up at our house at like four in the morning. And, and I literally started talking to them about like doing an improv show about police. And they were like, OK, but but the guy who, who robbed who robbed your house? Could you tell us more about that? <laughs> I mean, it's great to be plugging the show. Uh, who wouldn't want to hear that? Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, I got, I, I learned a little bit about how the police work yeah. from the inside. Nice. Not from inside a cell. Just to clarify. <laughs> that was a worry. Um, you're also involved in They Don't Know the Half of It. Yeah. Tell me what that is. Um, so that is uh, the very brilliant Charlie Sturgeon's uh, baby. Uh, although he has stolen the idea, so it's not entirely his idea. Um, it's a stolen baby. It's a, it's a stolen baby. We're back to crime. Um, <laughs> it's Yeah, so he... 
Uh, I think he said he got the idea from maybe shows in Australia, because he's Australian, but then maybe shows in America. I don't know. But basically, it's like, you know, the short form game Actors Nightmare, where someone has a script and someone's improvising with them and the script person is just sticking to the script. So it's like being with the world's most steamrollery improviser. Mm. We do that, but we actually... hadn't pointed at me at that point. But, uh... <laughs> We're starting a fight again, guys. Um, <laughs> so one of what well, we do scenes where one person has learnt a script and we stick to that script mm. and then the other person is improvising around what they're saying. And actually, the hardest part for me when I did it was usually when you learn a script because we've only done one performance so far. We've got another one on my birthday, the 13th of July at Hoopla. Uh, I will be turning 26. I think probably most of the people that are listening to this have already had an invite on Facebook because I did just get drunk and invite like literally everyone I'm friends with on Facebook. But come to the Miller (laughs) on the 13th of July because I will be performing and then getting very, very, very drunk. So come do one or both of those things with me. 6 p.m. Hoopla (laughs) pre-party. Be there or I won't come to your birthday parties uh, if if you were going to invite me, which you might not have been. So, uh, but yeah, so the the first time we did it was a, a... a week, two two weeks ago, recently-ish. I have no concept of time anymore because I'm stupid busy. And also, um, <laughs> when people listen to this, it could be five, ten uh, years, yeah, twenty years true. in the future. It might be. I might be dead by the time this goes out. I hope um, not. But not by the time it goes out. <laughs> I just put it out on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you live fast. Uh, young but, uh, I hope you I make do it to live Wednesday. very fast. But I mean, if um, you did, I would put it out as like in I, memoriam. I would know that's what you would have wanted. I, I totally would. Like, play this at my funeral, please. Um, <laughs> but oh god, my mum would hate that. Just me rambling. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. My mum thinks I'm very funny. Uh, and mums have to, right? Um, yes. But. They don't know the half of it. Yes, we had the first show at some point in the past. And <laughs> I I did the scripted half because I was like, oh, I haven't done any scripted stuff in ages because I've fallen completely into the improv rabbit hole. I'll learn a script. But normally when you learn a script, you learn it like with cues. And uh, yes. if it's a good script, the lines should make sense like Mm. it should be like someone asks you a question and you respond or they say something and the emotion of the scene means that well it's like a hint for what the next line should be whereas this was like it was like learning a monologue and then having someone just interrupt the monologue essentially um but i was performing opposite charlie and he's just he's such a dream he's great um like I had a, a scene from Constellations uh, by Nick Payne. It was on in London like three or four years ago. And um, what's his name? The youngest finds, Joseph finds, and Sally, her off of the water thing. The shape of the water? No. The shape of water. The shape of water. The shape yes. of the water. The shape of the water, um, <laughs> it's called, yes. Yes, they were in it. And it's like a, a love story set across like multiverses. It's oh, right. really cool. Oh, so I'm on board again. Yeah, there's like uh, a, a universe where like she dies, a universe where he's already married when they meet, a universe where um, he cheats on her, a universe where they're like happily ever after. Sally um, Hawkins. Sally Hawkins, there you go, uh, who's a great actress. So I used a scene from that, like the scene where they're meeting, um, which I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if this will work because there were a lot of like 
questions and then me referring to the answers of the questions nice. with quite a specific thing where yeah, yeah. he's a beekeeper <laughs> so I asked Charlie like oh so you know what do you do and he was like I'm a doctor and then I had to be like oh you're a beekeeper <laughs> which is so like I mean that's like the worst improviser in the world but Charlie being the genius that he is managed to justify it by being like oh yes I did my PhD in like bee habitats or whatever and like totally made it work so, yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to improvise for the show on my birthday. And actually, now that I've done the scripted one, I think I'm more nervous about the improv one. Because really? I'm, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be like improvising with someone who just doesn't listen to anything you say uh, yes, and yes, just yes. keeps throwing in their own ideas. Yeah. And I'm going to have to like think really quick to be like, I mean, you'll get a taste. That makes sense. You'll make it to get a taste of that tonight when we do Doctor <laughs> Who. Uh, very much, uh, very much the way I approach it. Sure. Okay. Great. <laughs> but it's really interesting because I have not done much scripted work, so it's just interesting hearing about that side of the process. Oh, and, sure. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 The, the challenges of that involved in that. So yeah. yeah. I enjoyed the performance very much. I saw that. Oh, good. did you? Yes. I couldn't remember if you'd been there or not. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, and you're also uh, in Mission to Mars. Yeah. Tell me about Mission to Mars. So, I mean, I've done my last one for this, I suppose, academic year. All oh, right. Because <laughs> it's kind of like, I think the plan is for it to come back in September. Um, there's one more show in July, which people should definitely go see anyway. Uh, although it will be somewhat lacking because I won't be in there, obviously, <laughs> um, on the 6th of July. So it's been the first Sunday of every month for a few months, but we're not we're not doing it in August because obviously so many people are away with Edinburgh and everything. Um, and people have lives and go on holidays and stuff. Like, who knew? Um, but it, yeah, it's at the London Improv Theatre. Um, it's directed by Leslie Alberston, who's in like a lot of things at the London Improv Theatre. She does like props and costumes and things with like Lee Terrell and like, you know, big shop people who are like amazing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's super fun. We do, it's like a whole show that's just us, uh, which is crazy. Cause obviously most of the time when you do an improv show, it's like, yes, we do our thing and there's one or two or three other people doing the, their things as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we do a short form first half where we do short form games with a spacey twist. Yeah, nice. Um, so, like, we did, what did we do? We did stand, sit, lie down, but it's just, we're on a spaceship. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea. Yeah. That's how you convert it into something spacey. <laughs> on a spaceship. Yeah, we played New Choice on a spaceship. That isn't how we did it for all of them. <laughs> we did the thing, well, we did a thing where there was like, you know, when someone does your hands for oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, what is the word for that? I've heard it called hands through. Hands through. Steady now. Uh, <laughs> we played the thing where like one person did hands through and then me and Paul did like the two-headed expert type thing, but there was both of those things in a scene and it was like a doctor had been playing with like cyborging and like splicing people and stuff, which is very silly and very fun. Um, and then the second half of the show is long form uh, Mission to Mars. So it's the adventures that happen on a spaceship on its way to Mars because theoretically humanity is supposed to be heading there at some point mm -hmm. um, so yeah it's really fun really silly it gets very wacky um, partly because we get quite a lot of wacky suggestions from the audience like we had a show where I think we asked for an object that might have come on board 
and someone suggested like magic long johns. So we had this <laughs> hilarious show where one of the guys had these long johns that just made all the women go like absolutely crazy. Um, and we were all like madly lusting after him for the whole show because he had these long johns on. I mean, you know, stranger things have happened. Well, but space. <laughs> anything can happen in, in space. space. Uh, it's all the space pheromones, probably. <laughs> uh, I did uh, science A levels, so I definitely know what I'm talking about. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I see lots of evidence of that tonight. Oh my god, so much science. So science. I mean, specifically, I went on to study veterinary science for a while, so yeah, really? I can I can talk a lot about animals, but yeah. I don't know how useful that is for Doctor Who. Uh, well, I mean, no. I mean, now I know that. I'm just going to be trying to get... It's it's Doctor Who, but he's visiting a farm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, this cow needs carving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, you know, um, I mean, it does come up in... Um, I mean, if you'd gone on True. to study taxidermy, that would have been more oh useful for Oh my God, yes, absolutely. But, you know, I mean, in many ways, it's quite similar. Yeah. I mean, it involves animals, just different stages of... I mean, there's a lot of dead animals involved in veterinary. So, yes. Or killing them, making them dead. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> this is probably why I wouldn't have made a very good vet. <laughs> yes. It's not just, not just yes. <laughs> not just the failing the exams. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. And um, you're also in Improbotics. Yeah. So more sci-fi. Um, well, sort of. Sci-ri. It's like sci-reality. Ooh. Sci-ri. Uh, <laughs> it's real science is what I'm trying to say. It's not science fiction. Um, it's Piotr's brainchild. Uh, yeah. So we have, well, we have a couple of different ways that we've done it. And all of our shows kind of mix a few different things. So at the moment we're experimenting... Oh, I should probably explain what we do. Uh, so it's we use artificial intelligence alongside improvisation. Uh, I know that Piotr's been on the podcast before, so he's he probably explained it a lot better. But we, we have um, an artificial intelligence that's trained on hundreds and thousands of uh, films and I think TV and theatre as well, maybe? I don't know. Uh, and it basically comes up with like the most probable thing to say using stats or whatever. Algorithms. Algorithms. That's the word. Using science. Using the science. Using the science. Um, All the science. <laughs> so like if we say something, there's someone on the, on the, uh, what's this laptop uh, putting in yeah, what we that, that said. was great object work but it's lost on the audio medium <laughs> I just did yes. a very good mimed laptop yeah, ladies and gentlemen very good uh, yes I appreciated it very much um, although actually it was more like a keyboard with the way that my hands are moving so um, as in a musical keyboard um, yeah so someone types in what we've said and then Alex the artificial language experiment I want to say Piotr can write in and tell us if it's wrong. Uh, we'll, we'll come up with like, I think three options of like possible responses. So there is like a human uh, curator of what's being said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes you'll have someone be like, ooh, that would be really profound. And sometimes you'll have someone be like, ha, deal with this. Um, so again, it's like having quite a steamrollery improviser working with you. And then sometimes, oh no, my alarm's going off on my phone. I'm sorry. Uh, it's probably your agent. No, it's, uh, it is actually my alarm to remind me to take my pill. Right. Uh, so I won't be getting pregnant on this podcast. You'll be pleased to know, <laughs> listeners. Uh, 
Again, sorry, mum, if you're listening. Um, yeah, so we have a few options with improbiotics. Not for getting pregnant. We have a few options with improbiotics <laughs> where sometimes, oh my gosh, be serious, Stuart. Come on, this is serious stuff. Um, sometimes we have Alex being beamed into one of our ears through headphones. And so it's a human saying the things that Alex is saying. Sometimes we have a little Diddy baby Alex robot as an extra improviser on stage with us. Um, so then with that, we do a few things. We've done like speed dating with Alex, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, or like we get the audience to give us challenges of things that a robot would struggle with. So usually like things that require emotional dexterity, like telling someone you love them or telling, breaking up with someone or telling someone their mum's died or something, you know. Um, and we're experimenting at the moment with doing a hero's journey with Alex as the protagonist. Wow. Which has varying degrees of success. Um, <laughs> although actually I would say it works quite well because I think I found anyway, certainly when you're doing hero's journey, the easiest position to be in probably is the protagonist because you just have people around you being like, hey, that thing that you needed to move on to the next thing is right here. Yes. Um, actually, I think what you what you need to do now is go and speak to the old man on top of the hill. Um, <laughs> Hello, I'm the old man <laughs> at the top of the hill. Exactly. Nice to meet you. Um, so... Yeah, I think it's the best position. I mean, if Alex were one of the other improvisers, then it would really go to shit because Alex <laughs> just does not have any... He doesn't have a very good grasp of storytelling, I don't really? think. Really? Yeah. Um, I have suggested we should definitely do musical improv with Alex. <laughs> uh, but I think that may be running before we can walk, so we'll see. I've all, I mean, I've also said to Charlie we should do a musical version of They Don't Know the Half of It where someone sings like half of a of a duet from an existing um musical the only problem with that is obviously with the plays the likelihood is you can find scenes that people won't know but music is more likely to be well known right like yes. people at least the big ones like you couldn't pick anything from like wicked or hamilton or six or like things that are in the like now culture um yes because i've done that and i've been the person improvising with somebody uh, yeah. that knows the song already and uh, it was Crazier Than You from Adam's Family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had seen Adam's Family, but I didn't know the soundtrack oh, okay. really very well sort of thing. But yeah, it's really... It would be hard to find, Yeah. I think, musical numbers that people wouldn't... But maybe I'm biased because I love musical theatre. Yes. And actually maybe a lot of the things that I think are well-known maybe aren't that well-known. Mm. Because my... Uh, you know, yes. lots of the people I hang out with do also do musical theatre. Uh, you know, 12 people in my, who are in my life every week <laughs> all really like musical theatre, so you maybe might, I'm yeah, biased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad to say the world is not as your world is. God, I'm what a terrible those. thing for all of you guys. I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, that's brilliant. And... Um, do you uh, enjoy reading improv books? Ooh. If you do, and it's it's valid just to you know it's valid to go to workshops and all this sort of stuff. If you mm. do, uh, do you have a recommended book for our listeners that can be either improv or not improv? Well, so I would like to read more because I I actually am quite nerdy. I do like 
I do like reading. Uh, not that I think reading is nerdy of itself. But what I mean is I quite like, I know a lot of improvisers who are like, oh, no, I don't want to read stuff about it. I just want to do it. But I actually quite, I have quite, I've only read a couple of it at improv books, but obviously I've read quite a lot of like books on acting. I would definitely recommend, uh, oh my God, West End Theatre producers books because they're hilarious. All right. Um, it's this guy who's on Twitter who wears like a rubber mask and goes to shows and stuff, but he's written like two really sarcastic books, like one that's like everything you needed to know about an actor, but with, about being an actor, but was too scared to ask. And one that's like everything you wanted to know about going to the theatre, but were too scared to ask. Ah. And it's like half sarcastic, but half true and all very funny. Oh, excellent. Um, but I read Katie Shute's book, oh, yes, which yes. I loved. Yes. Because... Controversially, I agree and loved it too. Because it's like a workbook. Yeah. I got to write things in it. <laughs> like, did you ever have books when you were a kid yeah. where you could write things in? Right. Like... The dream. I love it. Katie, you're a genius. <laughs> like, you've got the market wrapped up because I loved it. That was great. That was my fave. Is that because it made um, it more about you? Oh, my God, 100%. <laughs> Again, with the shades, Stuart. Why are you trying to fight me? No, well, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. Uh, um, I, yeah, that's why I'm a great improviser, because I make everything about me. me. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, and then controversial. This is... Ooh, okay, yes. I might get in trouble. I don't know. Just me rubbing um, my hands with glee in I was doing an admin shift at the nursery, I think last week, and um, they have Jill... Is it Jill, Jill Bernard? Jill Bernard yes. Her small, cute book of improv yes. in there. Uh, and I pretty much completed all the tasks that I needed to do uh, and was just waiting for, like, classes to get out. Because um, Stephen had... I, I'm not on the, like, admin thing yet to do all the admin-y stuff. And I saw on a bookshelf behind me that they have several copies. And obviously it's tiny. Yes. It's literally, like, a five-minute read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like... I'm going to read this. So I've read that. Because I literally read it in like five minutes. Please don't fire me, Stephen. Um, <laughs> I think that's fine. I think you're, you're learning about the, the craft. I'm learning about improv. I'm just improving my knowledge. And that was great because I, dip in, read it, done. I think there's a legitimate claim to be made that if you're going to read one improv book, if you're just going to read one improv book, we'll yeah. read Jill Bernard's. And I will... loved it. It was yeah, great. It's, very good. it's all like soup. It's all things that you're like, oh, yeah, totally. But, but it's great to be like, that thing, do that thing. But also, it's common sense is actually not that common. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you just need these things pointed out. And then, it's obvious in retrospect, but only obvious in retrospect yeah, after you've pointed out. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, those are the only two improv books I've read. But me and Unai from The Old Bill did a... Um, essentially like a skill swap a couple of weeks ago because I had an audition for a show uh, where they said puppetry skills were desirable but not essential. But in the acting world, desirable but not essential means essential, you morons. Um, so I, and I knew that Unai's doing like a puppetry course at the moment and he'd mentioned that he wanted to do a bit more singing practice and was like asking me about getting singing teachers and stuff. But obviously singing teachers are insanely expensive. So I was like, I can teach you loads of basic stuff about like breathing properly and, you know, tongue twisters and all that bollocks. So I went over to his and he taught me some puppetry and I taught him some singing. That's really um, cool. And he gave me a book on puppetry, which I'm now reading. It's in my bag. Let's, let's, um, let's give the title out for anyone called... that also wants to. Uh... 
Puppetry, How to Do It, <laughs> which is, is true, um, by Mervyn Miller, uh, ah. which I would recommend. Excellent. Um, and then, yeah, so those are the only improv books, but I definitely plan to read more. Well, I mean, that's brilliant because those are two books that I haven't read and I, I've read lots of improv books because yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> If someone were to step on stage of you, potentially... This is cheating. So, this, Stuart is performing with me tonight and he's trying to he's trying to worm out of me what the best thing to do is. Well, yes. That's all it is. Well, the whole podcast. You asking people this every week yes. has just been leading up to this moment. It's, it's a long con, but I put the effort in. <laughs> if someone, hypothetically me, uh, were to step on stage of you... Uh, say tonight, uh, <laughs> perhaps performing a homage to uh, Doctor Who, but maybe not. Oh, um, sure. Uh, what could they do to delight you? See, that's a really hard question because everything delights me. <laughs> I think <laughs> because... we don't need to carry on with the podcast now. I've got the answer. I <laughs> Honestly, like I've been requested by people to come and watch their shows because I laugh loudly <laughs> and profusely at everything. Um, I got told off for laughing too loudly in Edinburgh during in a festival. In an improv show? No, this was outside after an improv show, just in the courtyard. But... At, at, at a comedy festival. All right. Anyway. I mean, I've been told off for laughing too loudly at West End shows. Really? <laughs> which, again, I'm like, listen, okay, f- I'm an actor. <laughs> so I'm a... Uh, fuck you, person. <laughs> like, uh, as... W- what I mean by I'm an actor is... <laughs> Don't you know who I am? <laughs> not... Don't you recognise me uh, from my limited uh, stage career on the Polar Express? Um, you were in the Polar Express? Not the film. Oh, is it? The Warner Brothers licensed like, a live version of it on trains. Oh, really? So I did that a couple of Christmases ago. Wow. I was one of the dancing chefs slash an elf. Uh, so I really hit the big time. Um, Double threat. I mean, it was genuinely really fun. So... Um, it was on a train? It was on a, tra- a moving train. Wow. So, like, the kids got on in Deerham... And then we took them to the North Pole, obviously, on the train. And they got to meet Santa. And they got one of the bells. Uh, and we did the whole, like, hut, hut, ooh, we got it thing. Uh, <laughs> and then I was a really naughty elf, which I'm sure you can't believe at all. Um, I'm imagining it now. <laughs> oh, it went weird against you. <laughs> um, so, something for the dads, obviously. Oh, my God. <laughs> um but yeah, so that's what was I saying about improv? So we were talking. What can about, I do? What can people do you're to laughing at me? West End shows? Yes, laughing at West End shows. So what I was saying was, as an actor, I love it. If people have a loud reaction, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. I'm never going to be like, oh, can you believe it? People thought that my performance was really good, and they made that known to people. What a bastard! Like, <laughs> uh, like me and Lee went to see. Um, what's it called? Ain't misbehaving. Like the Fats Waller musical. Which is jazz, right? It's supposed to be fun and in your face. And like all the, all, loads of Fats Waller's songs are comedic. They're funny songs that are like talking about cheating on people or like one of the songs that's like, if you want to keep your man, you've got to learn what he likes and stuff. Like it's all funny, innuendo driven, like fun, jazzy, upbeat stuff. And I was enjoying it and I was laughing. And this old, like old white couple in front of me were like turning around and being like, and shaking their really? heads. Wow. And I was like, 
I mean, if you went to a jazz club and listened to this music, it's not going to be like a room full of old people sat in silence being like, yes, don't you think his, his use of minor chords is, is divine? Like, enjoy the show, you losers. Um, so, yes, everything delights me, basically, in well, a nutshell. That's good. But I do like... I do. I really like when people can be punny because I'm not very punny oh. at all. So I know that also you are not. So I know you're, I'm, I'm, I'm full disclosure. You up to fail. I am. Um, at work, I work in quite a punny office. Oh no! <laughs> which is fine because I've got my desk in front of me and I've been using punpedia.org. <laughs> what? Which is a great resource for puns. Oh my god! I'm going to start using. It's that. no use when you're on stage. You just go. Hang on a Hold second. On. I'm just going to go and phone my mum. Oh, uh, and then you come out with a pun. <laughs> but yes, they have um, they have puns uh, organised by subject. Amazing. And even give you kind of rules to you know improvise more puns and. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. There we go. You probably, you, if I do a pun tonight, it will be an accident, and I yeah. won't have noticed. And because or a, it'll be that thing where like you find like I do it. Sometimes I really tank scenes because because I'm I don't have like Arfie is super clever and thinks up loads of really fun words. He's the pun master. General. He's pun master extraordinaire, and I always find his stuff so funny because it's just like my brain can't do that, no. and that's amazing. But if I have a pun. It's like the thing that Ricky Gervais says, like where he's like talking about being at a funeral and he's like, "Oh, I came up with a joke and I just had to say it." <laughs> like if you have a pun, you got to say the pun. Yes. And I, I, I try not to, but occasionally I'll be in like a you know a really heartfelt scene where someone's like declared their love or whatever, and I'm like, "Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I've got a pun." I have to say it because I need people to know that I managed it <laughs> once. Uh, sorry. <laughs> The only time I've ever come up with a... So normally when people come up with puns and I'm doing a show, I don't get the pun. I think they've said, I've said something a bit weirdly and the audience have laughed. And they go, hmm, that probably was a pun. I'll have a think about that. I might be able to work that out after. <laughs> it, it, it comes back to that. I'm doing so much. I'm listening yeah. to the other person. I'm kind of like, you know, I'm imagining my surroundings. I'm, you know, saying stuff. I'm paying attention to the audience and thinking about the show as a whole I haven't got the extra room to spot puns yeah that bit has been you know yeah 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 that's true sort of thing yeah um, but uh so if I uh, the only time I've ever done one I think is in an old bill show where the murder the mode of murder had been a bowl of custard nice and then I closed was it you were keeping him in custody oh uh, yeah we're, we're gonna take you into custody yay, yay! So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't, so I started walking across the stage and it came to me as I walked across the stage yeah. and I'm like, okay. I, I have to do this. I have to do this. <laughs> and then we blacked out and it was the end of the show sort of thing. So it's like, when you can do it, it's amazing. Yeah. But that was it. Yeah. So I will not be delighting you in that way tonight. Well, well, I mean, I'm sure you can delight me in many other ways. So. <laughs> it's not that kind of show, Stuart. <laughs> um... Just also, yeah, just, I don't know. I'm sure you will definitely delight me, 100%. No uh, question. I'm sure you will delight me also. <laughs> so, big final question. Ooh. Big final question. Ooh. Okay, pressure. Okay, all right. I've got my serious face on. Okay. We're ready. So, um, 
What is your signature move? What is... Oh, fuck, I forgot about this question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because I'd nearly forgotten it then. What is your signature move? What, uh, what do you do that saves the day, brings down the house, gets oh. people going? Classic Jenkins. <sighs> oh, God, I don't know. Um, I mean... I think... Again, it's probably kind of being, I think just being like, like ready to be, like, I think I'm very good at just being like, yeah, let's do the thing. <laughs> I don't think I have any like, oh wow, she's really good at like closing scenes or like she's really good at finding the game or she's really, like, I don't think there's anything that I, I personally would be like, yes, that I'm amazing at. But I think I'm always pretty good at being like, someone's doing something and I really want to jump on it. Like, I'm always the like the kid with the shiny thing in the sweet shop. That's an amalgamation of a lot of different <laughs> things. Um, yeah, I get, because I'm always really excited by what other people are doing, I'm, I think, What's the word? I'm good at being supportive. Yay! I'm, like, it's a it's an improv basic, but I think, I think I'm pretty good at yes anding people, actually. Yes. Well, good. maybe more the yes than the and, actually. Oh, interesting. Um, but I just, I love to be like, yeah, let's do a thing. <laughs> also, I actually know, you know what? Fuck it. I am good at something. I think I have discovered an ability to rap that I didn't necessarily think was there. Really? Um, I've thrown, I've, I've laid down some sick bars uh, yeah. in, well actually in rehearsal a lot of the time so I don't know if that counts. Oh no, actually at one of our Brighton shows I did a rap and it's really funny because if you watch it back it's really not that great. Like, <laughs> it look, like I, I'm pretty sure there was like one rhyme in the entire thing but my friend who I stayed with in Brighton Thank you, Maz, for supporting a poor actor. Um, <laughs> she came to see the show and she was like, oh my God, I didn't know you could rap. That was amazing. And yeah, again, it was just the thing of like, I'm good at being confident, I right, think. Yeah, I'm good at being like, it. well, I might not know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to do it with pizzazz. So everybody step back because this is about to happen. Um, so yeah, I think I'm good at being like, yes, this is the thing and I'm doing the thing and you're all going to love it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm good at being a hype man and also hyping myself, I think. <laughs> that sounds like a wonderful combination. <laughs> uh, we'll see tonight. I might be a miserable bastard on stage all of this evening. So. That, would also be a, that would also be a thing that would delight me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being a guest on the no, Improv podcast. Thank you for throwing this on me completely unawares. It's been really fun. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Bye. Bye. I made this. That's Improv. <laughs>